It's Monday, the 24th of May, 2021. Welcome to your mentored briefing, the business headlines you need to know, delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, cryptocurrencies tumbled over the weekend and their volatility has started bleeding into other financial markets. Plus, Britain and Australia are set to announce a free trade deal, but farmers will have to wait for the spoils. Superannuation funds on track for their best returns since 2013, and home loan lending rates start to creep higher. Our lead story today, the badness in cryptocurrency markets is seeping into equity and bond markets, triggering concerns that volatility in digital tokens will hurt American, European and Asian investors, including Australia. On Friday, China reiterated that it intended to crack down on the sector in an effort to control financial risks. That triggered a 12% slump in the value of Bitcoin, 20% in Ethereum and 18% in Dogecoin. The volatility continued over the weekend with double-digit moves in the currencies yesterday, highly unusual for a Sunday. Cryptocurrencies have been incredibly jumpy. On one day last week, the largest crypto, Bitcoin, fell 33% and then rose 31% all in one session. That's just not rational. Until recent weeks, the moves in Bitcoin were mostly explained by tweets from people like Elon Musk commenting on digital currencies. When Friday's announcement was made out of China, not only did Bitcoin and other digital tokens fall, so too did the Nasdaq. Last week, when Bitcoin tumbled, Wall Street fell, as did the price of oil. Gold traders have been explaining the rise in the value of the precious metal in terms of what's happened in cryptocurrencies. Remember, cryptos have no official recognition, are not regulated, and aren't backed by central banks. That's very different from the Australian or US dollar, the S&P 500 and ASX 200 and government bond markets. The risk is that the wild gyrations in the unregulated market could trigger sell-offs elsewhere. At its extreme, albeit unlikely, a tweet from Kim Kardashian about investing heavily in Bitcoin could move Wall Street. In overseas news, the G7, the world's seven largest advanced economies, have agreed to stop international financing of coal projects that emit carbon by the end of this year and will phase out support for all fossil fuels to meet globally agreed climate change targets. The decision leaves China and other nations like Australia increasingly on the outer when it comes to the environment. There are around 600,000 new COVID-19 cases being reported around the globe each day at the moment. The numbers in the United States are falling, whereas in other parts of the world, they're growing. Over the weekend, Germany put new restrictions on travellers from the UK. It was reported that at least 100 people on Mount Everest have the infection. And Singapore said it would close two shopping malls as a result of new cases. Over the weekend, oil prices rose for the first time in almost a week, up more than 2%. There's a fair bit going on in that market. Demand in coming months should be strong as vaccination programs in Europe and North America allow people to travel this northern summer. At the same time, progress in the US-Iran nuclear talks could result in greater supply coming onto the market. Overlay big storms in the Gulf of Mexico, which could disrupt supply, and there's plenty to ponder. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your mentored briefing. Let's go to local stories now. Australia and Britain are heading towards a free trade deal, but local beef, lamb and sugarcane farmers may have to wait for 15 years to get full access to the UK. Agriculture is the main sticking point, and Britain wants a 15 years phase-in period to protect farmers, according to media reports. If the free trade deal comes into force next year, it will be the first done by Britain post-Brexit. 
UK farmers claim Australian meat is produced to lower standards and will undercut the price of their product. Australia sold just $84 million worth of sheep meat to Britain last year and $7 million worth of beef. The biggest export from Australia to Britain is wine, and grape growers would welcome any FTA given the tough time they've had. It was a record day for vaccine jabs on Friday, 101,146 across the country. So far, almost 3.5 million doses have been administered. Meanwhile, Health Minister Greg Hunt said 4.5 million Pfizer doses were expected by the middle of this year and another 14 million by the end of the year. The weekend auction results continued the trend for most of May. Strong clearance rates, nationally it was 78%, but not as spectacular as earlier in the year. Sydney was at 80% and Melbourne was nearly 78%. Just feels like the market has peaked. Superannuation funds are on track for their best annual return in almost 10 years, as equity markets surged following their lows of March 2020. The median growth fund grew 2.2% last month, taking the 10-month return to 14.7%, according to research house Chant West. If funds keep that pace up, it will be the best year since 2013, when growth funds jumped 15.6%. And the Commonwealth Bank has lifted its three- and four-year fixed-rate mortgages, in a sign that the country's largest lender thinks the bottom of the ultra-low-rate cycle has passed. The increase in the three-year fixed rate is the first in five years by Commonwealth Bank. So far, other major lenders haven't moved on rates, but they will. That's your Mentored Briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.